Welcome to Kitchen Table Conversations, a series of short and shareable conversation starters for those of us who have or love and support people with a complicated and beautiful brain. Here's your host, Angela Geddes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Kitchen Table Conversations. So happy that you've decided to tune in with us today. This week, I'd like to focus on a little bit of good news that we've been hearing for uh, members of our community that experience some level of of disability. Um, So I think many of you know that I support individuals with very complicated and beautiful brains, and uh, oftentimes we refer to some of these complex neurodevelopmental developmental disorders as hidden disabilities because most of the people that I support and work with don't have any obvious signs of disability, particularly when you first meet them. So um, as a result, many of the people that I support are kind of marginalized to some degree or they don't fit very neatly in any of the current service delivery systems or the foundations of which um, healthcare and mental health care and uh, developmental services operate. So we're, we're making some significant gains and um, there is Inclusion Canada just released um, some really, really positive information around the Parliament passing of Bill C-22, which is the establishment of the first ever Canada Disability Benefit. So this is historic and it paves the way for more financial security for some of the people that, that I support and certainly some of the people within our communities. People with disabilities actually are make up 40% of those who live right now in poverty. And, and I can remember one of the individuals that I support Um, talking about this COVID benefit and why did the government just randomly decide that everybody needs $2,000 a month in order to meet their needs and pay their bills and to sustain some level of, um, of comfort when typically people with disabilities make about $1,100 a month. Um, So why is it that people with disabilities don't make what we feel is just a basic um, universal income. So that was that was really pointed to me and quite surprising. Now, in the government's defense, I think there is there always has been an opportunity for individuals with a disability to earn a little bit of extra money. But historically, that's been about $200. And then anything above that would go back to the government. So that means that at most individuals on a disability um, could make about $1,300 or $1,400 a month. Now, individuals are able to earn an additional $1,000 a month before any of that money is clawed back, which I think is is really, really helpful. And I know that it's a, a lot of the people that I support are really grateful for that extra amount. But again, $2,000 is what we decided was our basic Um, income to make, you know, to meet basic needs, you're certainly not going to have anything left over at the end of the month, um, by the time you pay for rent and and, in particular the groceries in light of the, um, the inflation that we're currently living with. But this disability Um, This Canada Disability Benefit is going to help. Now, the the details are still unknown, but I encourage everyone to take a look at this and do our research and keep up to date and to tell our bookkeepers or or the people who help us with our taxes to make sure that we make uh, make these applications. So I think that's some really, really good news. 
But again, as I said, there's still a lot of work uh, left to be done. And there's still a lot of advocacy that's being done by people within this community of hidden disabilities, as I was mentioning earlier. So the hidden disabilities include, um, you know, complex neurodevelopmental disorders, ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, and certainly FASD, cerebral palsy, um, Tourette syndrome, uh, etc. So that's certainly not an inclusive list, but uh, it is uh, representative of some of the ones that aren't necessarily recognized. So it's interesting, though, because oftentimes the people that I'm supporting do struggle with the effects of alcohol exposure, and they do have a neurodevelopmental disability, but they're not always considered eligible for Developmental Services Ontario, because most of the time their IQ is higher than their cutoff, which is 70. Now, I think it's also really important to note, though, that that we are making some gains in this area, and I'm I'm sad to say that it requires a lot of advocacy and self-advocacy and certainly on the part of the caregivers. But I encourage people to keep um, asking questions around that and making sure that people look beyond the um, the IQ score and look more at adaptive living skills and get specific testing in this area. So according to um, Community Services Coordination Network, a developmental disability is something that is present at birth or develops before 18 years of age. It limits the person's ability to learn, is permanent, and can be mild or severe. And people with developmental disabilities learn, understand, or remember things at a slower or different pace than others. This can affect their language and social skills. It may also mean that they need help with daily life, as well as other assistance in order to be independent and successful as possible. So here's where it gets a little puzzling, though, because it indicates here that that only 1% of Ontarians have a developmental disability. And some people were born with a condition that caused their disability. So others may have had childhood illnesses, accident, or other reasons for their disability. But we know that 4% of our population, 4% of our general population, and maybe 5% has fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which is a developmental disability. Um, so it's really, again, it's really interesting how um, sometimes our statistics are not actually consistent and they're not always inclusive of um, this complex neurodevelopmental disorder. So again, this is just another conversation to bring back to your own kitchen tables to discuss uh, the need for advocacy, but also the need for more awareness and uh, for us all to certainly do our best to support individuals who are struggling within our communities with very complex presentations. Um, and uh, yeah, so I really believe when we know better, we can do better. With many thanks, Angela. Angela.